What's up, everyone? Welcome to everybody's favorite podcast. I'm super excited to be back. What are we called, Kevin? Oh, we're a little show called TV Channeling. Damn straight. Thank you for being here. My name is Tachi. And my name is Kevin. And I am super psyched, Tachi. We haven't done a, a, a news edition of the show since forever. Yeah, oh, it's been quite some time. It really has. So I think we're due to review the news with our crew. Did you like that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was Oh, my God. No, MC but... Tachi on the mic, y'all. Anyway, we got... <laughs> there is so one, much... One, two, one, two. <laughs> <laughs> you and ITY. But anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on that we uh, need to talk about. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, give them something to talk about as the song goes. So um, there's a lot of... Shall I Shall I go ahead and start? Oh, yeah. Get the party started, Tachi. Okay. So we know what's happening in the world right now in terms of the race for social justice. Is it a race... I guess it is. It's been a race that we've been running for a very long time. Oh, we've been losing that race for a long time. <laughs> we have lost. We have not come to the finish line yet, and, in case, and they, they, we keep losing. So hopefully we will win the race this time. But there's a lot going on in terms of social injustice and, and the fight for social justice and this race for social justice. And Hollywood and television and media in general is not to be excluded. So they have actually been taking a good long hard look at themselves which excuse me they should have been done but i digress they've been taking a long hard look at themselves and what they've been putting out there in terms of the way it has been affecting black people in particular uh, people of color or we're now called bipoc but bipoc people in general but then wait specific- what wait wait yeah. no, wait you, rewind rewind i have not okay. heard that term bipoc Oh, let me tell you, it's, it's because I'm in academic spaces too. So yes, I don't know exactly where this came, but now the new term for us, as if anybody asked you or I, is BIPOC. And that stands for Black Indigenous People of Color. But I'm like, so you've got the Black and Indigenous people covered, and everybody else is like, and the rest. What the hell? Oh, cause, oh so it's Black. I, was, I, I, I thought it was saying Black Indigenous. I'm thinking, wait, wait, isn't that the people of Africa? Wait, no, Black and Indigenous. Black, so it's Black, comma, Indigenous, comma, people of color. So I'm like, does that mean that everybody else who's not Black or Indigenous is then going to get their own moniker? Or- well, okay, okay, I was going to say, so, does the, wait, so that, doesn't, that doesn't include Hispanic people or Asian people? or only It does. Black, only Black the- Hispanic people. No, the people of color part of it does because it's okay. all commas. But okay. but I'm like, but then why wouldn't you back in the day, like in the 90s, there was a term called Alana, which was, you know, African or African-American, Latino, Asian and Native American. So that basically. Yeah, that actually everyone. sounds that sounds like a Disney princess. But uh, it, yeah, it is better than BIPOC because I thought BIPOC was like Tupac's little brother or something. <laughs> That's Lil Bipoc. <laughs> yeah, no, but 
the term now is BIPOC. I, I, nobody asked me to the table when they came up with this. What's crazy um, is I thought that doesn't people of color cover every any? I, I just I don't want. Well, you know. okay, so really quickly, I'll explain the whole problem with the term people of color, according to some analysts, is that people of color harkens back to the day of colored people, and it sounds like colored people, which is another problematic term. But I mean, to me, it never felt like that that way. It felt like uh, yes, we are of color, which I'm very proud to be. We are of you, and so that just color covers everyone. Although I love the term Alana, or some say Ahana, and make the uh, and again, that's a Disney princess. I'm it's a a Disney princess or princess or a Disney hotel, one of the two in Hawaii. But um, okay, all right. I don't know. Again, I don't know who is choosing these names and like why are are there are are ballots just not going out because. I didn't get one. But anyway, it's interesting. All right. Okay, so... You, your ballot and my ballot are the ones that matter. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the... Let's actually get to the entertainment portion. <laughs> so what's so, well, happening? The the point of all this is that there have been a lot of re rethinking the way they do things in terms of entertainment and media. And so one of the ways that Hollywood is trying to make amends for their sordid past is by reevaluating all the, or at least most of the programs that have blackface episodes or mentions of blackface or, uh, you know, images of blackface. And they are removing those particular episodes from the from the air not necessarily i don't think from the catalog per se or maybe they're dropping them from the catalogs but i know when they're airing they just remove them okay no so, I've, I've actually read when it, in the case of some of them like 30 rock they're actually removing them uh, not only from streaming services uh so when the episodes run you know episode 26 27 um if there's one that had blackface apparently 30 rock had multiple episodes featuring blackface like three or four of them they had to take out um plus a live episode they had to take out a thing where john ham wasn't in blackface but he was in a regrettable wig and was saying some things that weren't cool so they've taken that uh out of the rotation as well as apparently the uh uh, blu-ray sets in the future will not contain uh the episodes that contain blackface so may I ask then? I actually, before I ask or before we give commentary, let's let's mention some of the yeah. Let's shows. go through the long, long list. So uh, Hulu has removed the Golden Girls episode that features blackface, which frankly I don't remember. Well, it actually because you know what I I believe unless I'm mistaken, there, there really wasn't blackface. There's an it, there's an incident where Rose and um, I believe um, Blanche have mud mask on and so somebody comes in and uh, rose says like oh we're not in blackface you know we're not we're not really black you know like in other words they have mud on their face so she says something like oh no we're not don't we're not black or something like that and so i think that's the offending episode which i think Mm. is is if that's the case then that's pretty dumb. I don't think that counts as blackface. There are absolutely uh, absolute offenders where they have somebody pretending to be black or putting on donning black makeup. But the the idea that Rose's character is so stupid that she thinks because she has a mud mask on that she has to tell somebody that she's not black speaks to who her character is and doesn't feel racist at all to me. But that's just no one. Again, uh, no one's asking me. 
I, I'm not getting it. I didn't get the ballot on Ohana or whatever the uh, what was it? And uh, Alana. And then <laughs> well, and then two, and, two, and, and uh, Bipoc. <laughs> you know, two, Lil Bipoc, Tupac's little brother. He's a little rapper. Is <laughs> Lil anyway? Oh, <laughs> Lil, not Lil Bipoc. Lil Bipoc. We, we love. It. He's always getting into wacky trouble. But anyway, um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so there's even more. So let's talk about uh, 30 Rock had, like we said, several episodes, uh, issues with that. Apparently, The Office as well. Oh, yes, The Office, 30 Rock. Uh, I Again, I, I think I did not watch The Office and 30 Rock enough to be able to identify when blackface happened do you recall oh uh, well i know that jenna is the one at least in two episodes she had she donned blackface there's an episode where uh tracy morgan's character and her argue, are arguing over who has it harder uh white women or black men I don't, again that takes why was that's how had even oh. a discussion like well who has a who has it harder? so tracy morgan basically uh dons quote-unquote white face so he dresses as a white woman uh and she dresses as a black man to basically see how the other half lives and see who has a harder who has a harder uh existence and the, but what, what, what i love about that what they should have done if they were actually going to go there they literally it could have been a 30 second segment and they're like you know no who has it harder no i have it harder no you have it harder then jenna puts on the black makeup walks out of 30 rock and immediately gets stopped and frisked and that's the end of the episode and so it would only take two seconds to determine that black men have it harder than blonde white women you know what that, yeah, absolutely. I think once you take it, really, how about just avoid it at, uh, at all costs? Oh, That's it was another, absolutely you know, stupid, but my point, but it's such a, but I guess it was supposed to, because you have two characters that are supposed to be notoriously stupid, have this stupid argument, but it just seems, uh, why even go there? There's enough to, I, I, I think when it comes to a lot of these blackface things, it's the idea of like, quote unquote, being edgy. Or, um, you know, we're going to basically, you know, dance, uh, you know, yeah, dance close to the edge. And, and no, you're, you're going to fall off. There's no reason to even go there with the history. And this idea that people are just learning about the history of blackface now, don't even get me started. But um, also, another sh uh, show that um, had a blackface issue that they're pulling episodes from Netflix and Hulu is uh, Community which has uh, gotten some, you know, uh, the show has actually gotten a lot more views now that it's on streaming services than it ever got when it initially ran on NBC. So it's actually becoming kind of a hit uh, via streaming. Are we streaming starting service. to see a pattern here with NBC shows? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> NBC seems to be a fan of uh, the blackface uh, stories. Uh, so anyway, there's a blackface episode of Community that's also been pulled. Also, and, uh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say Scrubs. Hulu pulled an episode, uh, episodes apparently of Scrubs that had characters in blackface. Um, these shows are all at least in the 2000s. I don't understand why any of the writer. Well, okay, never mind. Let me shut up because I answered my own question. When you don't have diverse writers' rooms and everybody looks the same, that's what the hell happens. Clueless writing. Well, okay, first of all, I'm going to say something really, I think I'm going to be uh, doing a Rose uh, really stupid thing to say. But, like, I was disappointed in Tina Fey 
with 30 Rock, because she's one of the writers as well as was uh, the star of that show. But Tracy Morgan was on that show. But then again, Tracy Morgan has never stood up for uh, depictions of people of color or, wait, or BIPOCs or, or anyway, um, <laughs> but, uh, positive portrayals of people of color. Tracy Morgan has never been on the right side of that argument ever. In fact, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I've always thought secretly that the, the, the Klan was actually writing checks to Tracy Morgan because they were doing... It, in their opinion, I'm sure they thought he's doing the Lord's work. He's helping us out. You, you know what? You're, you're absolutely right. But he also is not a writer on the show. He is. Yeah, but he was. But one of the stars of the show. I'm sorry, Tanji. See, OK, here we go. I got to I got to say something. I'm going to I'm going to get even more trouble than basically saying the Klan was sitting checks to Tracy Morgan. But the idea oh, that Tracy Morgan, the star of the show, when that script came, when they had that table read, and they're like, and then Jenna Dawn's blackface, and then like, uh-uh, that is the time to be like, no, uh-uh, I'm sorry, I can't be a part of this. No, absolutely. You need to rewrite you, this. You need to do something. Yo, you're right, but you, this is when you're talking about a reasonable somebody who has images of black or people of African descent in mind and not disparaging. Is he the one? No. So they do not get away with that. <laughs> They knew they could get away with that with him. You know, oh yeah, no, that sounds mad cool. I'm sure that's exactly what he said. So those are examples of some of the shows, and I'm sure there are more to come that uh, where there are blackface episodes that have been pulled. Um, and really, I don't want to hear from people. Oh well, they didn't really shut up. They did. They did not think there never should have been any blackface episode. They, you would never see anything with Hitler as a joke. You would never see anything that disparages Jews as a joke because they don't stand for it. So how very dare you think that we're okay with that. And now it's taken like donkey's years for you to, somebody had to die for you to remove that. That's despicable. Oh, no, th that's one thing I'm saying. Again, so there has been so much that's happened and absolutely good things that have happened since uh, the death or I should say the execution on television of George Floyd. Uh, we had to, a, a, a black man had to be killed on television for us to get the first black bachelor on ABC, which the timing could not be worse because just like you got it. Literally, we had to get a, a person had to die on television. So you guys would get pick a black bachelor, but that's another story. But right. the idea that someone had to die for you to be like, you know, you know, all these instances of blackface, maybe we should pull these. It just like it, it never dawned on anybody until now. It's the same thing with Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. Just like, oh wait, now, now it's, it's over a hundred years of this, and you guys are like, oh okay, I guess we should, yeah, maybe this super well, racist, just... racist depiction should be uh, taken down. You're right. You're right. But that just also shows that the best of the best are not leading all of these things, that they're not critical thinkers and they're not the best of the best. So I'm like, if it has to take for this type of extreme action for you to realize, then how are you leading anything? How are you the best of the best? You're not. I don't care if you all write me 10 letters and, and defend yourself. You are indefensible and you should hang your head in shame. Don't don't come to me. Don't come for us. Shut up and do what you're supposed to do. I'm sorry. Okay, so, now I want to say something about the yeah. blackface is not just in you know old forms of media, but it's also in new uh, forms of media, which is even more stunning to me. Um, there have been two different YouTubers that have been called out, huge YouTubers that have been called out for blackface videos of their past, Jenna Marbles, uh, as well as Shane Dawson. And uh, Shane Dawson, uh, not only has he uh, done blackface many times uh, in the past, 
But he also did a video that's resurfaced on Twitter where he is feigning. Well, we don't know because of the way the video is shot. Maybe he's feigning, maybe he's not. But he's supposedly feigning masturbating to a poster of Willow Smith when she's like around 12 years old in the in the poster so the, 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 during the i whip my hair back and forth era for those of you the the illustrious musical career of willow smith it was during that particular time so um a i'm gonna slap you b <laughs> b the fact that okay there's several levels here the fact that he has the real live audacity to actually depict such a thing of somebody who is a underage that that points to some sexual illness and sexuality disorders i'm sorry that's problematic that's one number two you know aside aside from the blackface being overtly racist the fact that you are as has always been done from the beginning of time sexualizing black girlhood and black womanhood because in that's what they used to do in times of slavery right they were sexualized because all we were were breeding grounds for your it harkens back to the days of that but you're not smart enough shane dawson to get that so i don't expect you to get that see the thing is we're, we're tired of teaching people who should get it you have all the tools available in fact given to you and you don't use them so i mean demonetize him do what you have to do and apparently he apologized but jada's like no witch yeah both both jada and um uh her brother what's her brother's name um uh jaden 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 also uh came for shane dawson on on twitter and they are not accepting his his apology he released some video that's like 10 minutes long of him saying he's sorry for all the you know racist stuff he's done over the years and just like how many racist videos do you have to do before you're like realize like oh i love i was reading his apology and he was saying how like you know i didn't realize the history involved and why people were so upset and how i tried to defend it in the past but not anymore i've learned and just like so wait in the past when you were called out multiple times for these racist depictions you didn't bother to look into it then but now this week you've looked into it and you're like i've seen the light oh because this means loss of money for anybody who was not on the right side of history that's all that is because when you weren't caught last week you were fine. You were not digging in and finding epiphanies about how you were so wrong back then. Now that somebody found you, now you're sorry. I I really want for all of you who are just making these epiphanies now, I since we can't travel, I'm making a gift to you. I have a lot of Southwest points. I am going to donate every single one of my Southwest West points to you. In fact, I'll give, you know, 75% to Shane and then the rest to those of you other that are clueless so that you may take flight 1462 to hell. Yeah, and well, at least what I will say about Jenna Marble, she's actually, uh, she pulled all those uh, videos of her blackface past as well as she said that she's, uh, uh, stepping away from her main channel oh, apparently for a while so i was like i was like oh wow you i'm stepping you, away to you reflect. humanitarian you possibly forever 
possibly forever. She Good. might might forever, I, but or she might come back. But also another thing, it's just like channels. You have multiple channels, so it's just like I'm stepping away from this for now, but I might come back because I'm so upset about what I've done in the past. So we'll see. Maybe it's I shouldn't. I can't. I shouldn't judge what is going on in her heart, even though I want to. Um, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say out loud what I'm judging in my heart, what I'm thinking about, what's going on in her heart. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, but at least she seems to be doing more than Shane Dawson did. Shane Dawson did not basically say that he's going to step away from anything for any length of time so at least Mm-mm. she's all like i'm going to step back for a while so she care. seemed to, and also there seems to be a sexism involved she seemed to get way more blowback than he did so it, it, oh yeah well obviously there's this whole karen connie becky thing going on so any non-melanated woman that is caught doing all of this you're really going to get a lot of the heat because there is a lot of um anti-karen anti-becky anti-connie going on so you're i think you're absolutely right um i don't care whether it's right or not the point is all of you all are equally guilty i don't care how long you step away this is what's going to prove to me that you've changed i want to see you on the right side of social justice i want to see you take all of the money that you've made monetizing youtube and send those to black lives matter naacp anti-defamation league that's what i want to see you do i want to see you actively work and or give funding to organizations that are doing this i'm not saying you have to start your own because clearly you don't have the tools to do that but join up with other people there so you could say you're stepping away all you like the proof is in the pudding yeah, well, I, um, what I don't understand is with YouTube, why were these already still monetized, these videos? Uh, YouTube is quick. Do you hear me? <clears throat> Excuse me. YouTube is quick to pull videos or demonetize them for the literally if somebody's like walking through a store uh, doing a video about like nutrition and in the background you hear like, uh, you know, a Ariana Grande song. They're like demonetized, demonetized. But the idea that they had all these blackface videos with racist, super racist depictions that that was cool and that was allowed to be on for so long. There are so many things that have been pulled for lesser reasons uh, off from YouTube. So it's so not only should we be going after the Shane Dawson's and the Jenna Marbles, but also yeah, YouTube. What is what is up with that? Go after the Susan Wojcicki's who who was the CEO of YouTube. Absolutely, go after the Mark Zuckerberg's for uh, think you know the ads. Uh, and that's not something that we were slated to talk about. But the whole thing with companies that are pulling ads now because of them not or, or letting racist. Um, content remain so oh and also yeah oh yeah right, the, the, yeah the whole idea of getting rid of your face uh, uh uh companies are boycotting facebook not only for that but they're also boycotting it for the fact that he seems to mark zuckerberg seems to have no problem with uh the president and his campaign uh putting out absolutely false information they, they're making no efforts because he believes he says he says this whole thing about how it's about free speech Free speech does not include lies. There's lim- there are limits to free speech in the public arena. You can't stand up in the middle of a theater and yell fire and have people storm out and get trampled to death if there isn't a fire. So the idea that free speech is uh, in America is completely unfettered and you can't be sued for uh, defamation, that's total BS. And so uh, uh, anyway, talk about you, canceling you know, things. We need to cancel yeah. Facebook. Uh, you, you know, and just really quickly, I think it, it's not even that the free speech thing is malarkey. He just doesn't want to tangle with 
Cheeto Satan, the person who currently lives at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, because you see what has happened to other tech companies who have tangled with him. Not that he has that much power, but it's just a hassle. So in my mind, Zuckerberg just does not want to go through the hassle. So he's like, you know what, just leave it, don't even. But now that he's getting called on it, this is when he's having to answer to all these people. So even though most of the ad revenue on Facebook is from small businesses and not big ones like Procter and Gamble and Verizon, it still is a fundamental message that is being sent to them by that happening. So I just wanted to say that. And also you have to, I want people to remember that uh, other platforms, also are owned by Mark Zuckerberg. So you have to think about Instagram, if Facebook, Instagram, uh, WhatsApp, all under the same umbrella. So if you're if you're if you're spending money or giving money to Instagram, you're also supporting Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook and what what he's doing or what he's allowing to happen on his platform. And it, to me it gets to a point where like have you ever heard the term like FU money? If anybody doesn't have FU money, it should be Z Mark Zuckerberg. So the idea that he yes. would ever, ever be afraid of, of uh, as you like to call him, Cheeto Satan or yes. his minions is just like, I mean, literally, if you took his business from him tomorrow, he will never live. In fact, his future gener his offsprings, 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 offspring will never live long enough to spend all of that money. And you know what? I think it, Mark Zuckerberg needs to be on the right side of history. You have a biracial child, and this is the um, world you're bringing them up in. Would it be okay if there were anti-Asian and then anti-because Zuckerberg is Jewish, anti-Jewish things there? Are you okay with that? Or is it because you're not hearing those things that you say nothing? You, you're not going to be on the right side of history. And remember, your daughter is watching, just saying. All right. Well, I don't know. His daughter's probably watching those uh, those those zeros rack up. So anyway. <laughs> that's true. She, she's she's looking at it like, I'll keep it up, Daddy. Do, uh. do, do whatever <laughs> it takes. Let me shut up. Okay, so let's uh, let's keep going. Let's, let's uh, talk about animated blackface, Taji. Oh, you know what? Yes, this animated blackface, um, which is also uh, voiceover whitewashing. <laughs> has been happening. That's another reckoning that Hollywood is coming to. And there have been several shows that have animated characters that are of color, either biracial or black or Indian, etc., etc., that are of color, that are BIPOC, that now the, the actors who played them are stepping down because miraculously they've now realized that this is wrong. Uh, the thing that the one that gets me the most is uh, Cleveland Brown. It, on Family Guy is voiced by or was voiced by a white actor, but for twenty years. Yeah, and so no, you, yeah, you and nobody said boo or anything about said it for Pim. For decades, he was and, and it, it, he had a title. He was the title character of the show. There was a spinoff, uh, uh, the Cleveland Show, and absolutely ridiculous that you had a character of color being voiced by a white actor. And let's face it, there are so few characters of color in the world of animation. And the idea that the few characters there are in animation of of characters of color are being voiced by white people is absolutely insane. Absolutely, because it never goes the other way around. 
I've never gotten a call to voice like a, a, a white character. That doesn't happen. Far and few between. Usually when it's a black character, it's uh, if they find, they'll find somebody really famous with like um, on Final Space. Uh, is it Final Space? Yeah, Final, Final Space, Space has actually- Aisha uh, Tyler? Uh, yeah, uh, t- no, t- uh, uh, Tika Sumter. Tika Sumter, I'm sorry. Aisha Tyler is, um, you know what I'm ta- about to talk about, the other one. Um, it's a one word- I do not know what you're talking about, honestly. Yeah, there's uh, um, the same actor who voices Bob and Bob's ver- Burgers voices this animated character. And why can't I think of the name of the show? It will come to me at the end. <laughs> so okay. I, Aisha Tyler voices the one black character on that show. So, you know, usually there are either tokens because nobody exists in a world of whatever. You know. Oh my! Oh my God! Speaking of Token, oh my God! Does the actor who plays Token on South Park like so, let us know? Is he white? Too? If, oh, if it a- turns out the Token is voiced by a white person, I am going to lose it. Oh my God! Because I know Chef. Remember, Chef was uh, voiced Isaac Hayes. by Isaac, Isaac Hayes. Hayes, right? So I'm like, oh wow, they actually got somebody black. To, but again, it's somebody with a recognizable voice. That's what tends to happen. They get like famous black actors that have recognizable voices or that they, they don't go for like, um, you know, somebody who's an amazing voice actor that happens to be black like me. <laughs> so, uh, Tachi, I thought that you were basically one of the uh, one of the final people up for the voice of Strawberry Shortcake in the new reboot. I was, but, you know, they told me I wasn't, you know sweet enough <laughs> so they decided <laughs> to go with somebody white oh oh no yeah. <laughs> okay so we have um in central park Kristen bell is not voicing molly and molly is a mixed race character a biracial uh character there i don't know if she's biracial or mixed race because you can be m- several different ethnicities yeah i think he, i think time. the character is supposed to be uh part uh half uh african-american or half bipoc and half uh white or jewish interesting okay so that would be like uh, it could it's multiracial anyway this multiracial character she is voicing uh family guy actor as i said mike henry is stepping down from cleveland brown after you've made donkey's money off of it for 20 years thank you for your valor uh, the Simpsons will no longer have white actors that are voicing non-white characters. More, most importantly, Apu. That has, in fact, there's a film about that, right? About Apu and 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 the voiceover and and Indian stereotypes and that type of thing. And so um, Hank Azaria is he voices a lot of characters on The Simpsons. So that Apu was one of his. So not happening anymore. Um, and Big Mouth, Jenny Slate is going to be replaced by a black actor as the voice of Missy. And that's a Netflix animated show. And I, I believe Jenny, um, the Missy is also biracial or multiracial. And then Alison Brie regrets voicing a Vietnamese American character on BoJack Horseman. No, you don't. She regrets it now that it's. I don't, isn't that show wrapped? I'm like, I regret the residual yeah. checks I continue to get. She, and she <laughs> will get residual. Exactly. Exactly, Kevin. That's the thing. 
the show is over. It was not renewed for another season. So who's there is who's there. So if they keep, she's going to get residual. She's going to get, so uh, this is, you know, bullocks, <laughs> whatever. And maybe you do regret, you know, like you said, let me not say what's in someone's heart, but it's really easy to look into your heart when you're called out on it. You weren't called oh, you know, out fr- on no, it from, from your mansion, just like the, the YouTubers, both Shane Dawson and Jenna Marbles that are filled with regret and stuff like that. It's just like, you know what? I, I would I would have actually felt that this was had some legitimacy if like you know what all the money I made from all of the all the monetization of all my blackface uh, character videos I'm going to be giving to a charity um so and it, to me it doesn't even have to be like a particular quote unquote you know BIPOC charity or whatever um if you're giving it children's cancer something give uh, give the money to some donate the money to some organization that can actually do something but it would be great if it was to the United Negro College Fund or something like that give that money oh you know what give that money to oprah to her school do something like that then i feel like you know what maybe this is real. put your money where your mouth is the same thing with these actors who've done uh hank azaria give a portion uh, from all that apu all that sweet sweet apu cash give that to some kind of charity or something like that that to me would mean something that would actually say something not just any charity. I, I kind of, I agree, but I disagree that it should be just any charity because you made your money off of the backs of people of color. You need to give it back to people of color. So I'm not accepting you giving it to St. Jude's Children's Hospital or something yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, but what about those black uh, children of uh, or children of color, those BIPOC kids that have cancer or something? They, they'd but, be like, we that, that help but us it out. Doesn't only go to bi- it doesn't only go to BIPOC kids. That's the thing. There's a whole other thing. With okay, that. well, that's So fair. when you give money, it doesn't only go to BIPOC kids. So no, it needs to specifically go to <laughs> it, to BIPOC kids or BIPOC people. I will not you mean, accept to the little less. to the little BIPOCs. To little BIPOCs, exactly. <laughs> that name, yo. Who came up with it? Yeah, I know you're gonna come for me, but but you did not consult Kevin nor myself <laughs> when you came up with that name. Oh my god. Oh. Sheesh, BIPOC. Anyway. Oh my God! You know what? I need to do a I need to do a YouTube series called Lil Bipoc, where I'm managing a little rapper named Lil Bipoc, <laughs> and he gets into wacky trouble, and I have to get him out of it each and every episode. Well, you'll get into wacky trouble if you ever try to do that. <laughs> oh, Lil oh. Bipoc! Oh, you! Oh, you! <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Oh dear. Whew. Not to belittle it, but come on. That was real that was really the first order of business with all of this. <laughs> to, come, to come up with a new name for us. Oh my god. Please. Anyway. Alright, so we've got more stuff in store for you guys, right? Well, let's talk about a new term that uh that seems to have uh, kind of speaking of new terms like little BIPOC. BIPOC. Copaganda. <laughs> Copaganda. Let's talk about that. Mm. Or as right, you so- like, or as you like to call them, uh, a little phrase that I first heard you coin on a little show called Last Weekly. Uh, yes. What was it? The the Blue Klux Klan? the Blue Klux Klan. Yes. So let's talk about copaganda and and <laughs> w- how TV shows might be affecting our our thoughts and feelings about police. 
Copaganda and the BKK. That's the <laughs> that's the acronym for the Blue Klux Klan. So you know, I I think that this was this a really interesting thing, and you talked about this actually on last weekly, and we had kind of a conversation. But I think this is a great place to kind of talk about it now because really it's the images of cops and law enforcement and even law shows right in the media that affect how people feel about law enforcement, and overwhelmingly because of the shows, and I don't have specific statistics, but overwhelmingly because of these shows, people tend to have a very positive view of cops and what they do. Because in this half hour or one hour, they're able to solve things. They're always the good people, good women and good men of law enforcement. Yeah, they're almost, the, uh, they're almost always the protagonist of shows. Uh, how correct. many? Just think for a second, Tanchi. I wish we could actually have, uh, like, you know, plug something into our ear and have it tell us how many hours of cop shows we have watched throughout our lives. Oh, where, you know, I can't even, it's unfathomable to think about all the hours and Law and Order alone, Law and Order alone, how all many All the hours, different Law and Order. All orders, the different right. versions of it, all the, uh, that we've seen over our lifetimes, that it does have an effect on on juries and even when uh, there's always a thing in a cop show where there's supposedly a really good cop and where they have to break the rules where they have to either rough up a suspect to get them to confess because there's like a little kid who's like being held in a tower or they're or they're buried somewhere they're gonna run out of oxygen and they have to break the rules and they have to get violent or they have to like uh, break in without having a warrant uh, or a, a, a search warrant uh, and th- but they're always doing it for the right reason they're always doing it for uh for good and oh my god we saved this nun who was buried alive thank thank goodness we beat that suspect into a coma because we we did that we got we did the right thing and every suspect is always guilty i would like just once in a cop show when they do break the rules and they beat somebody into a coma trying to get them to confess where the little girl there's being held that's been kidnapped and try, oh turn out they weren't a kidnapper after all they were just shopping at trader joe's and we beat them into a coma for no reason that never happens the person they're beating is always guilty and so when people are on a jury and uh there's and someone's saying okay this the uh, very few times police officers even get to a jury trial when it does happen people are like well if they were beating them into a coma and they must have been guilty of something if law and order is something taught me nothing it's taught me that well, you know, and that's the funny thing. Well, not funny, but that's the ironic thing because there was actually a, a social media post that was going around with some judge saying that, you, you know, cops usually only go after people who are doing the wrong thing, that type of thing. I'm like, yeah, in your lily world, that happens, but but not for people of color. And in this article, which uh, kudos to you for finding this, Kevin, this this article, Erin uh, Rasan Thomas is one of the few black showrunners in Hollywood, and he points points out that um he that we've seen this vigilante anti-cop hero as well as the cowboy cop but the real perspective of people of color is mostly presented as an afterthought and or if at all i'm adding if at all right yeah so it it usually is never from our perspective it's never our experience because we're like no cop ever gave me a damn lollipop, you know, those types of things. So the the perspective of cops is coming from people that do not look 
like people of color. So of course they're going to have this romanticized view because you don't have any problem with them. Let the showrunners be black though. And you would see a very, very different view of what law enforcement is. And in fact, I'm, I'm expecting to see some shows, at least to an extent, where we start to see the real perspectives of what that's like. Because even though they've removed some of these cop shows, they're coming back, okay? They're coming back. So I, it's just that they're going to come back with a different thought process. Well, the reality TV shows, cop shows have been uh, canceled recently. Uh, cops, after running for, I think since the 80s, that was yeah, recently canceled. Since the 80s. As well as Live PD was also uh, put out of its misery. I mean, canceled. Uh, so <laughs> um, um, so the, the it's going to be interesting to see once shows actually go back into production with, you know, because we're still doing with COVID, um, once they can go back into production, if there are actual changes to the scripted shows where we see more of a balanced view. I will say one thing. There was a very special episode of um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine once that stuck with me, where Terry Crews' character is um, near his house searching in the middle of the night for his daughter's, like, she has some kind of little lammy or some kind of toy that she needs to sleep. And she dropped it, they think, when they were bringing the groceries in. So he's outside with a flashlight looking for it, and a cop basically sees a, you know, a large black man with a flashlight, you know, quote-unquote lurking, as opposed to looking, and um, uh, he ends up arresting him and or he tries to, he tries to arrest him but basically he has to say that he's a cop and prove that he's a cop and then like oh okay and so but but uh, terry cruz's character is like you know what if i hadn't been a cop how he was afraid and how he would have been arrested if it weren't for the fact that he was a police officer and so i love how they dealt with that and the reality of even when you are a uh, a police officer of color or a bipoc police officer um, unless you have your badge with you, when you're walking around or living your life, you're just another black person who's, who's quote unquote suspicious. So, and what do you have to do to be suspicious while being uh, a person of color? Breathe, walk, stand, sit, any of that. Suspicious. Sleep. Suspicious. Oh, sleep. Yes, 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 oh, yes, right. Even while sleeping, still suspicious. Mm -hmm. The way you were sleeping, I was like, what is, what is that person up to? What are they dreaming about? <laughs> you were sleeping on your side as opposed to your back. <laughs> Which everybody, everybody knows it's better for sleep, but for your posture to sleep on your back. Anyway, um, uh, uh, speaking of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they actually have uh, pulled uh, episodes. They were actually had, had already completed four uh, scripts were written for the uh, uh, next season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine that they've scrapped completely and they're going to actually deal with the uh, fallout of George Floyd's uh, uh, murder will be, even though it's a sitcom, they're still going to be dealing with some of the realities of the world and how police officers are viewed. And I really commend them for, because uh, a lot of times when some, something's already written, they're like, yeah, we're still doing this. Like, no. Uh, they've decided to basically deal with the reality because it just, it, it would be too much of a fantasy world, even though it's a comedy and it can be a wacky comedy. What's happening, there's a sea change uh, uh, for, I think, the first time for a lot of people who've, who've, 
who haven't seen or in my my opinion have chosen not to see the reality of what's happening with policing and so i'm glad that i believe probably people like terry cruz as well as other characters of our actors of color on that show uh i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have a hand in uh them making this decision to deal with the reality of our world this next coming season Oh, absolutely. It is really contingent upon people of color because, again, people had to die for people to see that, oh, we need to make a change. So if you are an actor or a showrunner or somebody of color in Hollywood, I know there are not a lot of you, but we're not in there. So we need you to speak up and make these uh, make these conversations and make action. And you'll have us behind you. You just have to know that it, it's on you because you are in there. We're not in there, so we don't know. Yeah, we're so not in the room where it happens. If you won't do it exactly. for Tachi and I, do it for Lil uh, Bipoc. Do Lil it for Lil, Lil, Lil Bipoc. Uh, <laughs> we are never gonna let that one go. <laughs> and speaking of Lil 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 people, um, the propaganda starts out early because people have actually caught out the show Paw Patrol. As far as in very early indoctrination about how how good the cops are and how cops can be trusted all the time. And I was just like, wow, people are going deep. It didn't even dawn on me about Paw Patrol as being in, as, as, as a tool of indoctrination early on uh, preschool age. Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing you get, you get them young and you teach them that the cops are your friend and those types of things. And yeah, in a perfect world that is supposed to happen, but it has never happened for people of color. And so the fact that you could be a child of color, particularly black, let me just deal with black people now that you could be a black child and think, oh, the cops are my friend. But then, you know, on the other hand, you think of Tamira Rice, who was what, 11 or 12, whether, you know, on on a swing on a swing black childhood is not considered the same as other child as non-melanated childhood and black children are viewed as small black adults therefore whatever you do is okay because they're just small black adults. you know so i actually so, saw a study where they actually did a thing which was actually really shocking to me where they basically showed children uh, of different ages like an 11 year old that was white and an 11 year old that was black two different like focus groups and and consistently white people viewed children of color as being older so they'd see an 11 year old black child an 11 year old white child and the 11 year old white child they're like oh that's that kid's around 10 or 11 12 and they'd see the 11 year old black child as being 15 16 on down the line both male and female the exact same phenomenon they always viewed the child of color or black children to be older than white children which is really funny because you think because with uh, melanated skin ages better huh. so it's weird that they would that, always see them as being older and um, I, I was about to say that's a damn lie because you know black doesn't crack <laughs> but but that's more of a case of again viewing blackness as menacing and ominous so of course they're going to think that somebody a little boy who is seven is like 17 to them in their mind black is just ominous so it doesn't matter how old they really are in my mind it's xyz and this is something that has been indoctrinated and ingrained and 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 they should be ashamed you should absolutely be ashamed if you think those types of things it's it's deep we could go on forever but we won't yeah look at that little black kid sleeping in sleeping suspiciously in that crib <laughs> on his side <laughs> 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 
So moving on, what do we what do we got next? Off All right, so let's patrol. lighten the mood because this has been this is this has been a particularly serious show, except for a little BIPOC. So let's talk about uh uh there was a list that was compiled by TV Line of a whole like ten different uh pilots uh for different TV shows that almost happened but didn't happen. So let's go over the list and and see if if the networks did the right thing by not going forward with the show or if they made a huge mistake. Okay, so the first one on their list is Faith the Vampire Slayer. Um and Buff Buffy. So it's a Buffy it's in the Buffy genre. It was a, it was a Buffy spin-off. So the idea Correct. was the character Faith was going to basically go around on a Harley after she left the original Scooby Gang, but it was going the show was going to have a the similar vibe to the original and she was going to be apparently riding around on a Harley going to different towns and of course each town she'd go to would have some I guess I don't know vampire infestation that she had to take out the trash and uh and it it almost happened. The the only reason it didn't happen isn't because of the network the cw could have used it the reason why it didn't happen is the, the actual actress who played her uh, uh, uh eliza dusku uh, uh yeah i think it's yeah dusku dusku she basically decided to go and do something else she she didn't want to continue playing that character anymore so that's why that spinoff didn't happen and uh so it, for buffy fans i'm sure they feel absolutely cheated well I don't know how that series that the uh, series is called was called True True Calling. I don't know. Did that ever happen? No, it, I, I think it did happen. I just think it didn't turn into anything. So I, I think that basically uh, Dushku is probably uh, regretting the fact that she didn't stay uh, stay in the uh, in the uh, in the Buffy universe. So she should have basically written that. She should have written that Harley as long as it would take her because she'd be she'd be cashing some of those sweet sweet residual checks right now. Because right? there's there's no call what the what the truth or whatever that she not. They're just not getting any checks for that. Mba. Okay. Is, so what's up no. next? Uh, the Farm, which is a spinoff of The Office. So near the end of The Office's run, you actually met um, the extended Schrute clan, Dwight Schrute, his clan, when he went to his Aunt Shirley's funeral. So apparently he grew up on a farm or has family on a farm. And it did not get picked up by uh, NBC. Well, the funny thing is, I actually remember that episode. It was a backdoor pilot, and for those of you who don't know what a backdoor yeah, pilot was. is, this is how it works. So let's say that this uh, that TV channeling was a TV show about me and Tachi doing a podcast and getting into wacky trouble, because you know we do. But <laughs> in one of the episodes, Tachi basically has to go uh, uh, visit one of her friends, uh, a friend's wedding. She's going to a friend's wedding in Chicago. And when she's there, it turns out that her friend has been left a, a struggling magazine and she wants Tachi to run it. That is a backdoor pilot because she tried Tachi trying to leave me and have her own show called Tachi in the City, and in, so that's what oh, a gosh. backdoor pilot is. <laughs> so that's what they basically did with this. So we basically see the character Dwight go to visit uh, a family farm after uh, 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 his aunt dies, and she leaves him this farm. And we see all the wacky characters that uh, that uh, and family members that we had heard about but we had never seen before, and I. I absolutely think that, that was a mistake on NBC's part and it's so crazy that when you look at all NBC their graveyard of dead shows runs far and it runs deep the idea that one of the biggest hits they ever had the office that they wouldn't even attempt to do a spinoff 
uh, of that show when they gave a spinoff, to the, one of the worst spinoffs of all time, Joey, uh, a spinoff of Friends. Yes. They, would, they wouldn't even give The Farm a shot. They have had so many crappy shows just this last season alone, like Perfect Harmony. Look, what? There's a show about a drunk who's going to basically lead a choir. Just like, what? You said yes to that, but you couldn't say yes to a show, uh, a spinoff of one of your most popular shows you've ever had? There's no rhyme or reason to what they greenlight. So, moving anyway, on. not bright. That was a mistake. Anyway, next. <laughs> this one is a prequel, a Gossip Girl prequel. So that's interesting. So um, there's an episode of Gossip Girl's second season that flashed back to Serena, who's a character on the show, her mother's teenage years. And that was like a backdoor pilot for a potential spinoff about a young Lily, uh, who was played by Pr Brittany Snow, who was raising hell in Los Angeles. Hell's Angel, I don't know. Because, you, oh, you know, it gets wild here in L.A. So, yeah, in 80s L.A. would must have been even crazy. Oh, my goodness. 80s anywhere was crazy. Like, 80s New York or 80s L.A. is just crazy. Yeah. People and were popping Miami? their collars, oh. wearing members-only jackets. There was no stopping them. But anyway, um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. anyway, the CW probably, according to the article, regrets passing on this spinoff. Um, oh, yeah, because of the other shows oh, that they did order. But what's crazy is they like they they did a Melrose Place uh reboot. They they did uh, a reboot of nine oh two one oh um the, the the next class whatever they even call that one. It was, I think it was just it was set up Beverly Hills. It was just nine oh two one oh anyway that horrible train wreck. They did again C W. There again their graveyard of horrible shows, long and deep. Gossip Girl was a super long-running show for them. And the idea mm -hmm. that they didn't even give it a chance. The funny thing, they did a prequel of Sex and the City, The Carrie Diaries, which was horrible. Yeah, so if you're going to do a prequel of anything, that wasn't even a show that was even on your network. That was a, 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 a It was a prequel of a HBO show, Sex and the City. Um, so why wouldn't you do a prequel of Gossip Girl, one of your actual own shows? That well, just... I, th I think you know what I'm going to say. Too much like right? There you go. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think that was a huge mistake. A huge. And what's crazy is they actually could still do it. I don't know. If there isn't the heat. Obviously, there was on Gossip Girl, but there's going to be a Gossip Girl, um, not spinoff, but a continuation show that's supposed to be coming to HBO. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, because clearly the CW owns the rights to Gossip Girl, and um, HBO, uh, Time Warner, is going to be making a, uh updated version of it. So. If that takes off, which I'll be stunned if it isn't, because it's going to be on HBO, which means it's Gossip Girl plus nudity. So how can it not be a hit? So if you have a, the new Gossip Girl with nudity, immediately dust off that pilot script for Gossip Girl prequel, cast some new young people and have them pop those collars and put on those members-only jackets and start cashing those checks. Mm. All right, we'll see if that happens. <laughs> They're probably not, not smart enough to do it, but anyway. No, exactly. So next show is Marvel's Most Wanted, which is a spinoff of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So this would have actually followed ex-S.H.I.E.L.D. agents Bobby Morse and Lance Hunter. And they were played by Adrian Palicki and Nick Blood as they go on the run after the events of their mid-season three exit eventually allying with adventurer Dominic Fortune, who was played by Delroy Lindo. I love Delroy Lindo. He's amazing. So, yeah, they uh, this did not happen. What do you think? Okay, well, first of all, 
talk about balls. The balls of somebody to think like, okay, you know this show that's failing that every single season is on the bubble and um, uh, uh, and it's a crapshoot if it'll be canceled or not? Let's do a spinoff of that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that is jaw-dropping that they even were considering doing a spinoff. I mean, it is jaw-dropping. You do a spinoff of a show that's a huge hit, and you want to basically take the people that are already watching this big juggernaut and peel off of some of them to watch this other thing, too. But, but I am just flabbergasted that <laughs> they were thinking that well, they could actually have a spinoff of that of Marvel's Agents of Shield, which was literally that show was on life support for its entire run. It was, and I never watched it, so I can't really give an accurate portrayal of what it is. But do you think that maybe they were going off of? And I don't know how popular Bobby Morris and Lance Hunter were as characters, but did they do an assessment and say these are popular characters and we could probably get an audience to watch them because these are who the audience connected with on well, the Well, honestly, show. Tachi, if those characters were really that popular, you need, you need to keep them on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was almost getting canceled every five seconds. So why would you take the two popular characters you do have and take them off of the show that's struggling to do a new show? Put those characters and give them a bigger role in the show that's struggling. Yeah, that's true. But you know how writers do sometimes. It's like they 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 make people leave. They kill people off because they're trying to uh, infuse uh, fresh blood. That doesn't mean that writers are always right. <laughs> so who knows? Well, I'm sorry. If TV channeling was a TV show and it was struggling, don't have me be framed for murder and then on the run uh, getting into dangerous trouble every week as I try to find the real killer. It's like people weren't already watching TV channel. Why are they going to watch the the Kevin Chronicles as I try to find the real killer? Well, told me. (laughs) (laughs) And also, we're a comedy. Why would you why would you spin me off into a drama? It's not you guys. You guys aren't thinking. Now, I'll cash those checks. Don't get me wrong. All right. So what's our next? (laughs) See, See, that right there is why we will never. Anyway, <laughs> we just keep burning those bridges, Dutchie. I mean, we are on an island by ourselves and can never get off. All the bridges have burnt. So there was uh, apparently after, wait, after this episode, not even little by not even little by pockets talking to us after this episode has been so so controversial. You better say something nice before we leave, so little bipoc will throw us a rope. <laughs> okay. What's the next one? So there is an untitled Game of Thrones prequel. This is up your alley because I didn't really care about GOT. So... um, You down with GOT? Yeah, you know me. Okay, go ahead. No, Hell no, not me. (laughs) 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 So, you know... um, there's a lot when it comes to TV budgeting and things. There's a, a lot of budget overruns, which happens a lot. And I'm sure with a show like Game of Thrones, yes. Lots of personal issues, creative differences. And that's what led to this, quote, troubled Thrones prequel getting scrapped. Remember we kept hearing talk about that? Yes. But um, Oscar nominee Naomi Watts was supposed to be in the lead role. And the storyline was taking place thousands of years before the Mothership series. Um, And the offshoot, I guess, according to some, sounded like a fresh, compelling addition to the fictional universe. Go ahead, Kevin. Okay, well, first of all, this is another incredibly boneheaded, stupid 
thing that HBO let slip through their fingers. Again, HBO, you don't have a lot of hits. I mean, right now, you're existing on what? We got, um, let's see. Insecure. We, we got Insecure. We've got a Black Lady Sketch Show. We've got uh, Westworld. And in my opinion, we've got uh, Sometimes Real Time with Bill Maher, but all the time Last Week Tonight. That's pretty much it as far as in like watchable shows. So the idea that you you lost so many people that subscribed to Game of uh, subscribed to HBO just for Game of Thrones, people who subscribed just when the show was actually on the air, and the idea that you wouldn't do a prequel starring Naomi Watts, and the idea that there's budget issues. First of all, let's just be real. This Let's is a real. show that takes place in, like, castles and stuff like that. So the idea that you already had sets, all you have to do is shoot it from a different angle, and this is a completely different castle. And that's another thing. Castles are around for hundreds, thousands of years. Honestly, you could have used the same damn set, filmed it the exact same way, and be like, this is the same castle a thousand years earlier, and stick Nemi Watts in front of it, and get a dragon, or get some kind of, uh, get a, a centaur or something like that, and, and start cashing checks. What the hell were you thinking letting that go? And it could have looked newer, because, you know, albeit thousands of years earlier, it would have been new. Exactly. So I, I think it was a huge mistake. Well, first of all, the people of HBO and the people behind the Game of Thrones series were not bright. First of all, they they wrapped up the show. The final season was way shorter than it should have been. That was a cash cow. The idea that they basically closed the book on it, and supposedly it was because the showrunners wanted to go off and do other things. Well, let you go. Bye. Don't let the door hit you ah! on the way out. We will, we will ah! literally, that show was already such a huge hit. They were, they so phoned in the final season. They had continuity errors. Like there were Starbucks coffee cups literally in shots. There were bottles of water, plastic bottles of water in shots that, that actually ended up on the air. And once fans called it out, they actually digitally removed them later. That's how sloppy they got in the end. So literally they could have been like, Kevin, you're in charge. I could have kept that show going for at least two, three more seasons and it would have been just as successful as it already was that was that was a cash cow they let die for no reason then when fans outcried for an aria uh, for an aria uh a uh, spinoff show because uh, she's basically going where the maps stop was last thing her character said like i'm going where the maps of where, uh, west of westeros where the maps stop it's just like oh, oh yeah i want to go along for that ride hells yeah and then the hbo uh uh president actually said uh insulted all the fans going like you know people need to get over it the show is over and like and so is my hbo subscription thank you very much so yeah they're not bright and okay. and again our our hbo tv channel deal just got canceled i don't know why i'm so uh, sorry Stachi, i'm sorry i'm sorry please don't be because you know i don't subscribe anyway <laughs> so so they were probably done with me from the jump so yeah we won't be fault. getting our late night we should have we could have had late late night tv with kevin and but no we got it's i ruined it anyway Mm, then they wouldn't have done a spinoff. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so the next show is Susu in the City, front, which is a spinoff of The Middle. So um, again, I would watch the The Middle sporadically, and so they were going to do a a spinoff of Sue, 
in the city, and she settled down with Sean, who was her boyfriend, I guess. No, Sean was her gay best friend. So her gay her bestie gay best and her friend. were going to okay. go like move move to Chicago and uh, get into wacky trouble. The mistake, okay, let me. There's a couple things. I love the actress who played Sue. I love the character. The, if, if 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 there was one character on that show that should have been spin, spun off, it was her character. So the the, they were, the consideration of her was absolutely on point. One of the, they they made a, a, mis- a huge mistake I think in the final episode of the middle. The final episode of the middle does a flash forward where it goes forward into like the future. I can't remember if it was five or ten years. And in the flash forward, we see Sue getting married to her uh, boyfriend, which was a neighbor from across the street. We see her getting married, and you know being happy and at the and having like putting a bow on her story. If you know that you're potentially trying to do a spin-off of a particular character, do not put such a final bow on the th- on, on her story. You know, basically have her reunite with the guy there or have her basically bump into him at an airport kind of thing, have their eyes be like, oh my God, my childhood uh, crush and have it in there. It was just like, so the possibility that her and him might get together. But don't put a, an absolute yes, they are getting married, and then try and do a story that tells about, about the life in between the end of the show and her getting married to this man. It's just like, well, you've already told us that she, who she's going to ultimately end up with. There is no like romantic kind of tension about who she'll ultimately end up with, who the end game is. So to me, that was a huge mistake. Mistake number two, call on the show, Sue Sue in this, what the? <laughs> I just the stupidest title. I mean, the stu. It could not get stupider. Did they call her Susu? Well, it, well, there's an episode where it, where it was revealed that her middle name because there was one question like, "What's her middle name?" And she looked to find finally finds a birth certificate and finds her middle name was Sue. So her name is actually Sue Sue. She didn't know that it was just a one episode stupid joke, and then they they decided to make it the title of the show. So that no one ever called her Sue Sue. Her name was just Sue. So the idea that, um, you know, uh, 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 they, they couldn't come up with a better uh, a better title uh, or, or if they wanted to try and reference the, I don't know, like, you know, the, uh, the middle seat or she should be a stewardess. We call it middle seat. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. The, the Sue Sue in the city, whatever you're going to call it, don't call it that. Or like, you know, uh, out of the middle or something like that. But don't call it Susu in the city. Just stupid, stupid. <laughs> That's what the SS is for. Stupid, stupid. But anyway, I love that anyway. actress. I hope that some uh, she needs to have her own show. She needs to be starring in something. She is a ray of sunshine. She has great com- comedic timing. Some network. Don't be stupid. Snatch her up and make her the lead. Or if not the lead, make her somebody's best friend. Take some model. Take Kendall Jenner or some stupid woman who, who's pretty who doesn't deserve her own show like a Jenna Offman and make her their best friend and maybe she can drag this whoever that you know skinny bitch is across the finish line because this girl is amazing which is why she needs her own well she should have All her right. own but the networks are too stupid to give her her own show that's why I'm saying at least make her be the best friend of whatever uh what's her, uh, what's um Oh God! The their sisters, the, the one of the uh, housewives of Beverly Hills, um, Yolanda. Oh, okay. What, what's Yolanda's uh, name? Uh, Gigi and Bella Hadid. Yes. Okay. Okay. Networks are stupid enough to give either Gigi or, or Bella Hadid their own sitcom because they're pretty, and so you know who they'll be their best friend? Susu in the city. Hmm. That's a thought. Hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. And what's, well, our last, go, so, what's our last victim, Tachi? Uh, okay. Well, 
There are a couple of others, so you want me to just pick oh, okay. one? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I know. I thought there was only one more. Okay, what are the yeah, others? Yeah, no, no, no. So we're going to go uh, rapid fire through these. So okay. Prison Break, Break, Cherry Hill, which was supposed to be a spinoff of Prison Break. Also, Wayward Sisters, which was going to be a spinoff of Supernatural. Then we have Mermaid, which was a spinoff of Charm. That sounds stupid. And then finally, Rose Tyler, Earth Defense, which was going to be a spinoff of Doctor Who. And Rose Tyler was one of Doctor Who's companions. Companions. So now, those- okay, that was a shocker that they did not let that Doctor Who thing happen. That would have been a huge hit right off the top. That was a mistake, 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 mistake. Also, the other uh, mistake that did that should have happened is Wayward Sisters. Supernatural has one of the ro- longest-running dramas of all time. The idea with all the pieces of crap that CW has, ch- has, has churned out over the years that have been quickly canceled, that they wouldn't even give a chance to Wayward Sisters Supernatural? <coughs> or I would have called the show Supernatural Sisters. And that way, just like, um, hello, again, start cashing checks. Hmm. Well, apparently they feel quite differently from you. So those are the shows that that would have had spinoffs that didn't have spinoffs, some rightfully so, and some were like, what the hell, why? All right, so finally, we've got a story that... Breaking um, news, breaking news. <laughs> you are my TV twin. You we are, are my TV, TV twin. <laughs> we are so twins. We are so because as soon as you said breaking news, I thought that right away. <laughs> and I guess you have to be of a certain age to under to understand that for breaking news. You mean, mid, that you, you mean mid twenties? Yeah, mid twenties. Yeah, exactly. They stopped doing that last year. So anyway, <laughs> Disney Plus is going to actually debut Black is King which is going to be Beyonce's new visual album coming up soon in July. And we've got a chance to watch the teaser video. It's going to premiere globally on Disney Plus on July 31st, so at the end of next month, so roughly a month from now. And it's going, it is written, directed, and executive produced by none other than Queen Bee herself. And let me talk a little bit about it. It's from Beyonce's... Uh, the visual al- album from Beyonce actually reimagines the lessons of the Lion King. As you know, she played, was it Simba? No, she Lion played King. Nala. Nala, I think Nala. she played the, gr- the girl. Sorry, the, the girl, the, Nala, the, 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 not the cub, Simba. The female cub. Nala, sorry, yes. And um, it comes shortly after the one-year anniversary of the Lion King debut, the live-action, quote, Lion King debut. So it really highlights the voyages of black families throughout time and they're honored in this tale about a young king's transcendental journey through betrayal love and self-identity his ancestors help guide him toward his destiny and with his father's teachings and guidance what, what touch, from- would you would you say that he's destiny's child oh my gosh he's destiny's child oh wow Oh, see, you're, you're, you're sharp. That's why they pay you the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and with his father's teachings and guidance from childhood love, he earns the virtues needed to reclaim his home and throne. So it's based off of the music of The Lion King, The Gift, and it will have the album's featured artists and some special guest appearances. And it will also offer videos for My Power, Mood Forever, and Brown Skin Girl. So for those of you that are part of the beehive or just really big queen bee stands know that she's got another 
project coming out soon and it's not going to be a surprise drop now you know it's coming out july 31st and it's called black is king wow so what did you think of the visuals in the uh, teaser you know i thought if she she is she is a master when it comes to visuals and she and her team when it comes to showing she's i just i have it's not like i'm oh i'm going to beyonce's concert but when it comes to visuals she really does bring it each and every time and i think in the time we're living now i think we need to be reminded of how good black is how king black is and to see these wonderful images of how uh, not just how great we are but the multiplicity of personalities and cultures that exist within the black experience it i think it's wonderful so kudos to you i i'm actually excited to see it actually it's disney plus so i won't be seeing it never mind you, Kevin? <laughs> well you could at least get the free trial for seven days and uh, check it out i've me. already had it i don't think i can have it again. oh okay oh yeah because you yeah. watched the mandalorian that way i forgot I want, about that's that. how i watched the Mandalorian. all right you have to have a friend that has a free trial or whatever all right um let's see well my first thought when i was watching it was i'm glad that you said that i i did not read the information about it i just saw the teaser and i was just like i was getting strong coming to america 2 vibes when i was watching it so it's, and now it makes more sense when you explain yeah. that because I was just thinking when I heard that she was gonna be doing like a visual album, I'm like, I'm like, is this gonna be like hard lemonade? So it's like, okay, no, this is completely. Ooh, Kevin, this is why people need to hire you. <laughs> oh, I, I know. Wouldn't that be good if it was like hard lemonade? Hard lemonade. <laughs> or lemonade on on the rocks. So yes. yeah, anyway, I would I would be there for it. So this um I I will be sort of there. Like I'll check it out eventually, but I'm not burning with anticipation to uh see this just from the visuals alone it looked a lot it looked like a cross between coming to america and a wrinkle in time so yeah it's kind of got a mix of those two things so it's i'm not burning to see it but um I'll, i may check it out in the future all right but love beyonce Look, again i'm here for hard lemonade i'm here for it yeah, Beyonce, if you if you're if you're wanting to do hard lemonade, that that would be awesome. Oh my god, if oh my god, if, if she catches Jay-Z with a Karen with good hair, oh, Hard Lemonade is the next album. That is the I can't wait for it. So, well, that, you know, so that, if, if you're an amateur detective, if you're an amateur detective, please follow Jay-Z around and make this album happen cuz all it really oh takes is just watching him long enough. That album will come out. That album would self-destruct after the first <laughs> anyway, song. I can't. I am here thing. for it. I cannot wait. So somebody, uh, housekeeper, somebody, just keep keep an eye on Jay Z and make this album happen. The messiness of Kevin expressed by Kevin. <laughs> oh my God! You'll be really even the best because you, you know that uh, Adele and her husband have since divorced. Oh my God! When Jay Z gets caught, I mean, if Jay Z gets caught cheating. He's not <laughs> a duet between a scorn, a double scorned Beyonce and a newly single, newly super skinny Adele. I can't wait. You thrive off of the pain of others, don't you? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. First of all, Adele and Beyonce both have made so much money off of their own pain. I'm just saying I want to I want to hit the dance floor to their pain. That's all I'm saying. Oh, God. Good night. I think it's time for us to <laughs> Okay, Tachi. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, if we still have anybody who cares a, 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 or is going to listen to our show ever again or cares about us at all, <laughs> could you please tell them? Tell them how mm. can they listen to other episodes of our show where I'm not basically trying to get our show destroyed. If you have, if you're still listening and you have not been thoroughly offended by the words of a one Kevin, you can find us on a multitude of platforms, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. You can also listen on Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on WJMSRadio.com. And of course, if all else fails, go to our website, tvchanneling.com, and you can listen to past episodes. And if for some reason you're wanting to tell Kevin how vehemently wrong he is about everything... (laughs) What you could do is reach us on social, and Kevin is going to tell you where you can find us on social. All right. You can insult me on a whole bunch of different platforms. You can come for me on Facebook. You better do it quick because we might be canceling our Facebook uh, uh, account. So come quick. And you can reach us also on Instagram as well as Twitter. We are TV channeling on both. And we would love to hear from you. Either, you know, again, insulting me, telling me why I'm wrong, or just letting us know if there's something going on in pop culture and entertainment that you want us to hear our uh, want to hear our take on let us know about that if there is a tv show you'd like us to review or you want to share your review of a particular episode you can reach out to us via anchor and uh leave us a voice message and tell us what you think of a particular episode of you know a housewife what you think of the new uh uh, melanin rich bachelor we want to hear from you so reach out absolutely even if it's to slap my face reach out are you, are you done? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Did I sound earnest when I said that? Yes. <laughs> Good night, Kevin. I want to give Kevin some cocoa so that he can relax and take it down a thousand. <laughs> and while and I'm I, doing I, I, can, you mean I, can, I can sleep suspiciously. <laughs> while he sleeps suspiciously on his side, because that's <laughs> not how one sleeps. And you're sure to be... <laughs> I'll be arrested for sleeping suspiciously. <laughs> yes, if you sleep on your side. Anyway, that that about does it for TV channeling for this time. Thank you all so much. It's because of you we continue to do this. We love, love, love you for listening. And we're going to sign off the way we always do. Bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it with Lil' Bipoc. Sleeping on his side. Cheers. <laughs> Bye.